You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Welcome to this week's Essential Apple, and uh, some of you might know that uh, this week I was scheduled to have Carolina Milanese join me, but uh, due to time constraints and some technical issues with Discord, uh, that's been postponed until next week. So instead, as Nick was busy, uh, I've got uh, Suffolk Pete here to join me. Hello, Pete. Hi there. And I've got Steve from Geek's Corner. Hello, Steve. Hello, how are you? Oh, yeah, not bad. I'm melting. I'm melting, mate. Me and <laughs> uh, me and Pete are obviously in the far yeah. east of England, in deepest uh, Suffolk. And uh, as I posted in the Slack room today, whilst I was parked outside um, my friend's grandparents' house while he was delivering something to them, my car dashboard said that the external temperature was 36 degrees. I was sitting in the direct sunlight, I admit, but even mm-hmm. now, several hours later, I can tell you that in my house, in the shade, my thermometer says it is 29 degrees, which is melting. Yep, it is, yes. yes. Insanity. Way too hot. I mean... So uh, I've relocated to the uh, to my basement. I oh, don't blame me, mate. Is it is this it, recording? Is it actually it's, it's any about cooler, sixteen or seventeen degrees down here, and upstairs oh. it's in the high twenties. So, yeah, yeah. All right, sixteen or seventeen. It's very is it, pleasant. Sixteen or seventeen is even approaching chilly, isn't it? I just put a cardigan on. <laughs> but um, right now, I think I'd I think I'd rather join you in the basement and put on a cardigan than be mm. seen where I am in my living room, curtains closed, fan on, and I am still melting. Yeah. It is, it is crushing. <laughs> and um, before the before we started the show, even Steve was telling me, even in South Wales, which was apparently forecast to be much cooler and wetter, um, all mm. he's had is about a half an hour's rain and uh, it's heated up again. Yeah, yeah, it's about 20 degrees, so it's still cooler than with oh. you guys, but uh, it's still wow. yeah. warm. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, I think I'd kill for 20 degrees <laughs> right now. Yeah, like that's <laughs> All you got to do is drive about eight hours to South Wales. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a pint ready for you when you get here. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good man. Mm. Oh dear. There we go. So there you go. That's the British thing of discussing the weather. Done. The weather. Um, yes. It's yeah. It's it's always too hot, too cold, too wet. Oh, too it's dry. yeah. Whatever. Whatever. We don't <laughs> do we? We we don't. We don't. That's the whole thing. <laughs> I think I've said this before on yeah. here, but many, many years ago when I was at school, uh, my geography teacher said, the problem with Britain is everywhere else has climate and we have weather, which is why we do nothing <laughs> we but weather. Yeah. we have weather, which is why we do nothing but yeah. discuss it endlessly. Oh, dear. Yes. Uh, yeah. That is very true. So, um, not a lot of news this week, chaps, unsurprisingly. Um so I'm going to uh, I'm going to say before we get into any stories, uh, have any of you bought anything mm. new, Pete? Um, I bought a uh, uh, 
Apple HomePod uh, Mini uh, a little while ago. And uh, yeah, that's, yeah, it's quite nice to be able to talk to Siri and ask him to turn the lights on and off. Um, I don't have many um, home uh, home kit um, uh, lights, but I've got a a bridge now that enables um, my hive to um, talk to the HomePod. So I can control my hive lights and thermostat um, with um, Vive Voice now. Uh, oh, but nice. I would like to be able to speak to it and just ask it to play the BBC radio station, um, despite what the uh, they say on BBC radio with, you know, just ask your smart speaker, speaker to play BBC sounds. When I ask it to play, I don't know, BBC Six music, for example, I get Radio Stoke. Oh. Um, it's, yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, so... I'm doing it manually, and I know this is a first-world problem, having to get your iPhone out and uh, choose the speaker to play the um, <laughs> yeah. stream from. But, um, yeah, I'm just uh, a little bit uh, peeved at that. But apart from that, yeah, it works, uh, works quite well. And there's a, uh, there's a thermostat in it as well, so you can see uh, what temperature is in, in the living room where I've got oh, well. it, as opposed to the, um, uh, the hallway. Mm. Where my hive is. And what's the sound quality like then, Pete? Is it good? Yeah, it's not. It's not bad. Not bad at all. You know, considering how small it is, um, it's perfectly acceptable for um, music. You know, non-critical music listening and for listening to speech radio, which is what I've been doing with it mostly. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that, they're really cheap as well. I think. Uh, I think yeah, they're you not. Know, if you shop around, you can you get can... them for about eighty quid or so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're a little bit more expensive than the um, the Alexa devices you can pick up. Yeah, but yeah, um, definitely, I don't I don't have um, any HomePods. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. My wife has um, an A Lady show. Oh, really? Okay. And well, she's gone to the dark side. Well, and I, I don't know why she insisted on getting a show because she never <laughs> uses any of the show features on it. it just oh, um, really? I, I think it might have been on a special deal, and it was cheap, so she just bought it. Um, mm. And we used to have a couple of dots, but I think she might have given one of them away. But we've got a dot, mm. not the late. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. hang on, tell a lie. She's got the globe one that looks like a looks a bit like the HomePod Mini. It's a globe. I think that might be the latest. Oh, okay. And then we had one yeah. before, which was the the sort of circular dot. Yeah, like a puck, wasn't it? Yeah. The black puck. Yeah. We had one of those, yeah. and I think she gave that away to her friend on the grounds that we no longer had any use for it. So, um, mm. and those produce reasonable sound, and I'm pretty sure the HomePod Mini produces better sound than that. But they're perfectly fine if you just want to, you know, have some music playing. Um, mm. Yeah. And when we when we moved, she bought a, she bought a little um, sort of compact upright uh, CD player mm-hmm. with, with built in speakers, which is you know, about the size of a uh, about the size of a iPad Pro, I suppose, on a little stand. Okay. Yeah. And we've we've never used it. I don't know why she bought it, really, because if you actually want the radio <laughs> on, just ask one of your smart devices to do it. Yeah. And I think I I think I was saying I think I was telling Nick last week that. For a few months, I've been subscribed to Planet Rock Radio Premium. Oh, yeah. Which, obviously, mm. there's Planet Rock, which plays a sort of, you know, selection of rock music. Um, and if you pay for Premium, you get about another, I don't know, 15 or 20 stations 
which yeah. you can okay. use, right? Which are obviously more themed. So there's sixties rock, seventies rock, eighties rock, you know, uh, prog rock, summer rock, blah blah blah. All these kind of things that you can listen to if you like. And on top of that, if you're subscribed, because um, Absolute Radio and uh, Planet Radio are part of the same network, you also get access to all of the Absolute Radio stations as a premium subscription, okay, yeah. which means you get Absolute 80s, yeah. Absolute 90s, blah, 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 blah. Absolute classic rock, whatever. And it's only £4 a month, right? So it's not bad. Oh, that's really good. It's very good. Okay, you know, and you, bad, end, you end up yeah. with about 40 stations you can listen to. Unfortunately for me... The main reason to buy it was so I could listen to it in the car when I'm driving around without mm. listening to the adverts. You know, the extra yeah. stations are nice, but I'm not particularly fussed about those, but nice to have. And for £4 a month, I thought, yeah, well, I'll pay for that and I'll get the option to listen to other things if I fancy and also I won't have to listen to the ads. Unfortunately, out here in deepest Suffolk where I live, the signal is so mm. shockingly bad in places. Ah. Thank you for that, Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> as Vinny's, uh, you know, Vinny's comment on the shocking uh, thing yeah, is that yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> the signals off so drop so often that I lose connection in the car via CarPlay. Obviously, I've got my phone plugged in and CarPlay uh, is right, connected, okay. but it yeah. just drops. It just stops playing. Yeah. So quite yeah. often, I end up pulling the cable out. I end up pulling the yeah. cable out and just listening to it via the DAB radio, which also suffers from dropouts, yeah. but not as much as the um, not as much as CarPlay does. Trouble with that is then I end up listening to the adverts anyway. So and then you end up listening. To the so I think I'm going to cancel my four yeah. quid subscription because I don't. Yeah. I don't use it in the house because when I'm in the house, I tend to be doing other things. But there we are. Mm. Oh dear. What about you, Steve? You bought any new toys? Uh, yeah, I've actually bought the DJI wireless microphones, so I've been playing with that the last couple of days. Oh, nice! And how are you yeah. finding that? Uh, really good, actually. I did a bit of quite a bit of research. I was looking; it was either between that or the Anchorworks wireless microphones, and the DJI was just a lot simpler, all in one case, plug and play. You just pull it out, and it it just works, connects straight away. Um, yeah, it's really good. Um, so oh. I'm just getting to grips with it. Well, if you got a link for that, put it in the thing, and I'll stick it in the show notes. In case anybody's interested. Yeah. Mm. What was the uh, what was the one I saw the other day? Somebody mentioned it on a podcast. It was probably Guy because he's microphone obsessed, isn't he? Or maybe it wasn't. Yeah. But there was um somebody was talking about a microphone which is also a basic audio interface, all in one. I can't remember who it was. Oh, I can't oh, remember sure. who mentioned it. That's a pity now. I should have searched that out, shouldn't I? But there's a somebody's brought out a basic microphone with a sound interface mixer type thing incorporated mm. i don't remember oh, who it was good. i know yeah i know road do a few where i was tempted to get out some of the road stuff but uh the dji was just it looked so simple to use i thought i was gonna go for that uh mm. Mm. so i'm i'm just looking at this on the web the uh dgi uh wireless microphone so uh yeah. What, what do you use it with, uh, Steve? Uh, right, so in there you get a charging case, which is where everything's stored. You get two mics and a receiver. So you can yeah. either record straight on the mics, which I'll be using for if I want to podcast when I'm out and about. But the receiver uh-huh. then plugs into either your smartphone or a camera. It's got two connectors. Ah. Um, so me and my wife are on about doing a YouTube vlogging channel. So we're going to try and record some of those and see how that goes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that uh, looks ideal. 15-hour battery life. Um, 
Yeah, it's and, it's fifty dollar uh, per microphone, and then you've got the charging okay. case for a little bit extra as well. It's got a USB C and a lightning connector, so it, yeah, it's quite good. No, a noise cancellation as well, which would be really um, handy when you're out and yeah. about wearing the yeah. mic. I would think. Yeah, that, yeah. that looks interesting. A good bit of kit as well, and um, uh, whilst not massively expensive it's not the uh at the price level you know where they fall at your cornflake packet, no right? that's right yeah i've been saving for about yeah. two years for these yeah so it's, it's uh, a nice um yeah yeah uh, reassuringly expensive i think they yes <laughs> so we'll call it yeah 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 at a price yeah, level oh, you um, consider interesting i've just had a where quick you... I've just had a quick search for um, microphone with built-in mm. um, thing, and it appears it might be the Marantz Professional 4000U. Um, okay. okay. I'm going to put the link in the thing so you boys can have a quick look. I'm not sure if that was the one, okay. but it seems very similar to the one I was talking about. Let's have a quick look. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, that's, quite, that's quite reasonable as well for the price on there. Yeah. I mean, it's... Um, well, it's RRP £75, but currently they're selling it for oh. 60 So the USB mic with mixer is six, currently £60. I'm not sure if that is the one, but it sounds very much like it, because I seem to remember people who were reviewing it saying this is the only product like it I've come across. Yeah, oh, have a good look at that this evening now. You're going to make me spend more money now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember who was discussing it. It was somebody on a podcast, I think, or it was stuck in one of the, you know, one of the chat channels I follow. I can't remember if it was mm. on Carl's, mm. you know, Mac and Forth Discord or I don't think any I don't think it was in our Slack room. But anyway. No, I don't uh, I don't recall reading. No, I don't see Slack. anything. I don't think it was in our Slack room. I think it was either well, Steve would know more about the um Mac and Forth Slack than um not Slack, the Discord. Um but it might have been Guy and Gaz because, you know, Gaz is obsessed with mm. microphones. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um, comes right. The territory, if you record. Yep, it does. I have to admit, um, I don't think I've bought anything recently. I think the last thing I bought was a little, um, it was a little SSD drive. Oh, it, was a, it was about two and a half inches square in my bag. I can't remember what it was called. Anyway. Um, I bought this, I bought one, which was almost too good to be true off Amazon, which was mm-hmm. something like, it was supposed to be six terabytes and it cost nothing, you know. Um, and I, I got, I received it and it didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah. And I couldn't format it and I couldn't, you know, I tried to use it and it said, uh, not compatible with your device. So I did a format and then it, it just wouldn't format. So I sent it back got me money mm. back and i bought um a smaller one i think i bought a two terabyte one and this one is honestly it's about two two and a half inches square USB-C, um and it cost about 20 25 quid actually why don't i have a quick look in my if i have a quick look in my amazon i could probably tell you what mm-hmm. it was let's have a look well that's very annoying it's not showing it to me it's showing me things i oh, bought wow. far longer ago but it's not showing me that. Anyway, it was it was about twenty yeah. quid on Amazon, and um, if I could be bothered to rummage in my bag and find it, I think it might have been um, might have been Belkin, but I could be wrong. Mm. Anyway, it would uh, mm. it did the job. It did the job. It allows me to make a carbon copy clone of my of my uh, Mac, and it obviously is way faster than doing it. I used to do. I used to have a one terabyte spinning hard drive, which was mm-hmm. fair enough, but. Um, 
when I moved house and I plugged it in, it, it said, oh, well, this needs to be repaired. And it, it recovered oh. it. But um, after that, I've trusted it only as a secondary backup now. <laughs> I don't trust that as an immediate yeah. uh, fallback. So I bought this SSD yeah. for, oh, it was about 25 quid, I think. Yeah. And that did um, the job. So, yeah, but, the, you know, the sort of, oh, this one is fabulous and all the rest. And no, it wasn't. It didn't work. That's it. Shall we move on? Let's move on then. Um, yeah. Now this this one this one is quite interesting because the background behind this is it says Apple opens up developer program with a new free tier including access to uh, developer beaters. Now mm. this story broke initially because people suddenly found access to the developer beaters showing up on their devices. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I think I put a screenshot in the, um, in the Slack room, um, because I checked my phone and I'd gone to software update and, uh, it said automatic updates are on, beta updates are public 16, but I also had iOS 17 developer beta. Right. Um, and iOS 16 developer beta. Now, at first, people thought this was an error because previously, if you're subscribed to the public beta, like I have been, you yeah. you would not get offered the developer betas because to be a, a, a developer, you have to pay $99 a year. Um, so everybody, for about a week, there was a lot of chatter across um, all the social media saying, oh, Apple appeared to have made a slip mm. up here and they're offering the developer betas to anyone who wants it. Um which is, you know, apparently now, however, yeah. if you're on the beta, if you want to do the developer betas, you can, because you no longer have to pay the $99 to get access. Although everybody, everybody has said, unless oh, you're a developer, okay. don't do that. Now, everybody who listens to this show knows that I'm a bit of a out-on-the-edge, do-the-betas loom. You are, yeah. But... Sorry, I'm not doing the early developer betas. No way, no way, no how. I'll stick. I'll stick with the public betas. Thank you very much. I'll stick with the public betas because they've usually had two or three developer betas before that, and even until later in the beta cycle, anyway, usually they will put out a developer beta, and then a couple of days later, the public version of the same build will become available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's usually because they allow a couple of days in case any their developers find any really nasty bugs in that build. So, yeah. Chicken. No, I'm not a yeah. chicken. Yeah, I think, I'm sensible. Um... <laughs> You're sensible, yeah. No, that's, yeah. you know, going out, on the, going out on the public beta limb is brave enough for me. Going out on the developer builds, no way. No yeah, way, no how. I was hell. listening to the uh, Mac Geek app this week, and uh, uh, Dave um, said there that he wasn't going to put the developer beta on his daily driver. No um, way. Do I, not do that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. On a device he would use um, every day, he wouldn't trust it. No, um, no. I mean, it's a developer beta for a reason, and especially early on, when you're talking about the first and second developer betas don't go near them really don't mm. unless you're yeah. a developer because they are really asking developers to say find all the holes in this please um i mean i was listening to mac and yeah. four uh, no not mac and forth uh my mac yeah and guy said that somehow or other he'd managed to put the um developer beta onto his m1 macbook air which of course mm. immediately 
rendered it useless for what he'd actually bought it for, which is doing <laughs> podcasting because, um, you know, our friends Paul Cafarsis at Rogue Amoeba never um, puts out anything from Rogue Amoeba for the, for the beta because if he will, towards the very end of the beta process, he will start to announce initial compatibility for the Rogue Amoeba apps because it ties very, very deeply into the sound subsystem. And as he said, you know, during the development beta or the whole beta process, Apple can suddenly switch mm. directions. They might decide that something they're doing is not yeah. working. So he says, why should I waste time, you know, building versions of apps to run on the beta? I don't do that. He always works towards having the um, the Rogue Amoeba apps working on day one of the public release. And yeah. he, uh, he usually beats that, to be honest. By the time the um, release candidate hits, he will usually have versions of all his apps which say provisionally okay on the forthcoming system. But um, Yeah, and, and you can guarantee that somebody will run the beta, try and use it, and then complain to them if it does stop working anyway. So yeah, exactly. You know, they've got, as he, and he said it all the time, if you go to the Rogue Amoeba site, whenever there's a new beta out, it's like, do not, do not upgrade to this, or your, you know, your Rogue Amoeba stuff will stop working. Simple mm. as that. Um, which is why I don't do the um, the Mac betas. I did a few years ago <clears throat> because when I was an old on an older Mac, I could boot from an external drive and, um, right. you know, run the earlier system to do podcasting and try the public betas yeah. out the rest of the time. But that's a lot more difficult to do okay. on the M series silicon. So it's just like, it's just not worth the hassle. No, don't do it. But, I, yeah. you know, on my, you know, on my uh, phone and my watch, yeah, I will be going on to the public betas, but I'm not going on the developer betas. No, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> don't do uh, it. I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment, but I use it on my iPad, which I don't use too much. I've put the developer beta on there. Um, uh, my daughter, who uses it more than I do just for colouring and things, she complained because uh, Procreate wasn't working on this. So oh. She wasn't happy. Yeah. Right. So I'm, ho- I'm hoping Beta 2 is fixed that. I haven't tested that just yet. But, no, uh, but yeah. Beta 2 is right. out. That, that's our ne- I think that's our next story. So um, we'll go on to that. Um, yeah. And in direct contrast to you two, I just um, upgraded to iOS 16 a, a month or two ago. Oh, well. There's nothing wrong with that, mate. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. No, I just thought I'd I'd wait until um everything was ironed out, and then uh, yeah, I think I jumped in at sixteen point three or four. Yeah, there's nothing oh, okay. wrong with that, mate. You know. Plus, of course, Pete, I know you work in an environment where you know, like um, Donnie and some other people, where you you know, if you work in a more corporate environment, I know you work in education, and so does Donnie. Mm-hmm. But you know, in those places. Um, you know, IT have to go through everything for months. Often, yeah, you will find in those kind of environments they won't allow anybody to move up to Ventura mm. and uh, practically until you know Sonoma is out. You know what I mean? They're always running a year behind. It's like when this yeah. OS, you know, when it could be Windows 10, Windows 11, whatever, it doesn't matter. In corporate environments, IT are usually very much, we will not shift to this next version yeah. until it's almost 
at the end of its life, yeah. i.e. Yeah. when it's finished and there's very little else to be fixed on it. And there's a good reason for that. Yeah. There really yeah. is. You know, those of us who are only playing about with our own machines, well, what's the worst of that? No, I've screwed my machine yeah. up. I'm going to have right. to wipe it and spend a day restoring it. No big, yeah. no big deal, is it? But, you know, you bring down the whole of, yeah. um, you know, the East Coast, you know, you bring down the whole of the East Coast yeah. education system by running an OS that's got a bug in it. Well, you are not going to be a popular yeah. person. No, that's right. And uh, yeah, I tend to, as I as I get a bit older, I guess I'm I'm less uh, um, keen on upgrading every five minutes. So I moved from Catalina a couple of months ago up to Monterey, twelve point six point six. Right. And, uh, yeah, because I've been listening to uh, the Mac Geek Gab and, and Dave had some very, um, uh, very poor experience with uh, Ventura. And in fact, I think he called it, um, uh, what did he call it? Um, he, he called it Apple's um, uh, Microsoft Vista. Um, Vista. Vista. Yeah. See? Yeah. But these things and, are, they, yeah. these so things I can be very I, subjective. I'm not going to bother. <laughs> well, no, you might yeah. want to skip over it. That said, yeah. I've, Used Ventura and found it to be very, very good. So often it just depends what you do. You know, yeah. if you, yeah. if there's something he does, you know, whether it's development or music or something else, where yeah, there's it was his music, right? Podcast and recording that wasn't, uh, he couldn't, I can't remember the details. No, that, well, it doesn't uh, matter, does it? But it he wasn't obviously, playing nicely. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. playing nicely. And um, obviously, you know, if that happens to you and you have a bad experience, you're not going to be very pleased. You know, I have to say, thankfully, that my podcasting, more complicated than it possibly needs to be, but it's not Mm. complicated, complicated, if you know what I mean. I use Rogue Amoeba and I record out to a third-party recorder. Well, I I record out to a a thing called Sound Studio and I run a second recording to Piezo. Uh, Piezo just takes the raw uh, stuff from wire, Mm -hmm. whereas um, Sound Studio takes the the stuff from uh, Audio Hijack. So that's got all the noise gates and EQ and stuff in it. But I do that so that if I manage to screw up the clever recording as it were i've got at least a basic recording in in wire which i can and i tell you what more than once that's got me out of a hole i will be <laughs> honest more than once you yeah. know where something's gone horribly wrong where for some reason it stopped recording one track or this or that yeah um you get a very basic recording it means you have to do more work in post to get it cleaner but yeah i've been doing that for a long time now i, I mean i run piezo to get uh, like a raw recording and I, I i send it out to sound studio which goes through loop back and all the other clever stuff which gives me a cleaner recording but if something goes wrong with that i've got a backup um so where were we we were on about um so yeah that was the beta access thing yeah um yeah moving on from that apple is adding pass keys to apple id and icloud logins in iOS 16 from Six Colors. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mac Rumors also say iOS 17 and Mac OS Sonoma will add passkey support to your Apple ID. Um, basically, um, Apple ID is being rolled out with passkeys. You can already mm. use passkeys in the latest, uh, certainly in the, in the beta of um, 
bait as I'm running, oh, I forget where I am now. Honestly, you, you, you lose track. <laughs> you really do. Yeah. I'm on yeah. um I'm on Ventura thirteen point five I don't know what beta it is now. Two, three, I forget. Anyway, um pass keys are coming. You can already use pass keys in the betas I'm running. You may already be able to run them in thing, but not for Apple ID at the moment, I think, is the main thing. No. Um, or yeah. maybe, I think you can, but it's fiddly at the moment. It's fiddly. It's probably not worth worrying about. Wait until iOS 17 drops and everybody, it will be kind of built yeah. in. Um, yeah, 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 I think so. I'll, I'll find out about it next March when I uh, move over to iOS 17. When you find it, well, or when you, <laughs> that or when you buy a new phone that won't run anything less than iOS 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Or whatever version we're on. I forget. Yeah. Now. I really do. Um. I used to know yeah. all the versions and all the bloody builds, and now I can't keep track. I really can't. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you got old. <laughs> and then I got old, and also I stopped paying attention. Yeah. I just when it says a new bait, <laughs> when it says a new bait beta is available, I just go yes, thank yeah. you. But yes. I have, yeah. I have made, I'll have made double sure that mm. all my things are set to public betas only. Thank you very much. Um. Uh, okay, uh, Apple w- wishes to make the Apple Watch the key to your world. This was on CNET. Mm. Um, Kevin Lynch speaks to CNET about Watch OS 10 and the approach to new Apple Watch uh, features. Mm. Um, Apple's Vice President of Technology recently sat down for an interview with CNET. This direction isn't new. Apple has been grandly extending the watch's functionality, blah, blah, blah. Uh, in Watch OS 10, the upcoming mm. software launches in the field and arriving in public beta next month. Updated widgets to help the watch surface information. Um, the goal is to provide a lot of data at a glance while maintaining the watch face aesthetic. Um, mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, approach to features what? is hardware and software blended. Yeah, well, we all know that. That's a bit of, that's a yeah. bit of a, Apple, Apple in the, that's a bit of a, you know, Vinny in the, Vinny in the analyst level comment. Um, I'm pretty what, sure. So, what watch are you running at the moment? Simon? I I have the SE2. When I sold my house, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I bought. Um, I I I did. I was rocking a three. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I knew the three was getting old. Um. <laughs> yeah. And it was about to be dropped, and I knew it wouldn't get Watch OS nine, which is why I've complained. I complained right. on here before. Watch OS Nine yeah. dropped that they yeah. were literally still selling people Apple Watch threes. You could go into right. an Apple store and buy an Apple yeah. Watch three, which yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like a, a year before thing. they were going to obsolete it, maybe okay. Mm-hmm. A month before gonna, they're going to drop support mm-hmm. for it, not really. Really, I mean, my don't get me wrong, my watch, you know, my Apple Watch three has gone to my son. Um, mm-hmm. who is quite happy with it. Obviously, he's stuck on yeah. Watch OS eight. But then again, he's um, due to the fact that he managed to smash the ten R ten R I gave him after about oh, not okay. nine months. Um, right. He's had to take a downgrade to a six S for now. Oh, okay. Um, but of course, the six S runs fifteen point seven, which still supports the three um, on OS yeah, uh, Watch OS eight. So, from his point of view, and you know. He not the all. end of the world. Not the end of the world for him. And, you know, in the longer term, he's probably hoping that, uh, you know, when either his older sister or myself do another upgrade, he'll be getting a free upgrade to something much newer. Yeah. As I say, he was <laughs> yeah. on a, he was on a 10R 
Um, but you know, young lads being young lads, it ended up smashed the buggery, and um, yeah, yeah, to the point that the uh, it, it, that the screen no longer worked properly. So right. Uh, what about you, Steve? Are you on an Apple Watch? Uh, I sold my Apple Watch because I went to the dark side and I went for an Android phone. Um, oh. My, my wife's got a Series 3, and I've actually bought her an SE for her birthday next week. So, so is oh, that okay. the, the SE or the SE2? Probably the SE2, no, isn't it? I'm not too sure. I picked up secondhand. She actually picked the watch. She's seen it. Um, okay. So we went, we went and got it. So she told me she wanted it for Christmas, but she's actually having it just for her birthday. So Yeah, well, well I've got... Right. Um, okay. I went for the SE2. Which is yeah. what most of the guts of the eight, I think. You don't mm-hmm. get, you know, you don't get the blood pressure monitoring. Oh no, not blood pressure. Not not that. You can't do blood pressure. Blood. You don't get blood oxygen, and you don't get ECG. Yeah. And you don't get the always on display. Yeah. And I, so I, I think look... it's the. I think it's the guts of the five. Then I think. No, no, it's newer than that. The SE two. Okay. No, no, it's newer than that. The guts. The, the SE two was the. I think it's the guts of the eight, but with all the fancy bits stripped out. Oh, oh, I see. Right, gotcha. So yeah. you don't get always on display. The SE, the original SE, I think, might be the guts of the five or the six. Anyway, yeah, yeah blah, blah, blah. Right, yeah. And, but it's like my boy. I've got to be it, fair, I'm, I'm... Yeah, go on, Steve. Oh, sorry. No, I can say I, I do miss my Apple Watch. If Apple released it so you could use it on any on any device, I, I'd get one in a heartbeat. I've tried Android watches and they, they're just awful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I must admit, I'm going to get uh, an Apple Watch SE 2 when uh, my current um, contract runs out because I've got a 6 with a cellular connection, which I'm paying for each month. Yeah. But yeah. Um, to be honest, all I'm using it for is using Apple Pay and monitoring my um, activity and steps and stuff like that. Um, oh, and occasionally use it to tell the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll probably like get the, rid yeah. of the six. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll probably get rid of this six and get an S and just buy an SE too. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the big feature that you don't get is the always on display. But yeah. I thought, well, I've had an Apple Watch Zero, an Apple Watch 3. I've never missed an always on display. Do I want to pay another 200 quid? For a load of features yeah. I don't want. It's it's not worth it. Yeah. You know, it's... if you're if you're an athlete, if you care about your blood oxygen, your ECG, yeah. um having an always on display so you can look at it without having to do the wrist flick and all the rest, fine. Um and I've said before, my wife just to one up me, went and said, I'll have an Apple Watch 8, the largest one. And she's got absolutely no use for She's got absolutely no use for most of the features. She just wanted to one up me. Yeah. <laughs> like but the it. difference was mine cost about 399 quid and hers cost about nearly 800. So, you know. Right. Okay. It's her money, whatever, you yeah. know. But it, yeah, yeah. For a one millimeter bigger screen and a load of features you're never going to lo- use, the only thing you've got out of it is an always-on screen. Um, there we are. Yeah. Hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah. Apple's intention is to have your watch unlock the world around you. It announced the ability for a mm-hmm. watch to double as a key to your office, home, or hotel. Um, yeah. Nice. It, it now adds. You know, they've added car key, haven't they? Um, yeah. Oh, apparently. Yeah. I- um, the Aura Ring. I didn't know this. Apparently, the, uh, are you familiar with the Aura Ring? Yeah, the I've smart one, ring. Yeah. yeah, 
Um, yeah. Apparently, this so. that that now integrates with your phone and possibly your watch. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. that. Well, this is a bit of a oh really, but they've had an interview and he's basically saying we want to. I mean, Apple even said when they introduced the watch, we want to want to move the a lot of the functions away from your phone to your watch so that you don't have to look yeah. at your watch. You know, it, by using it as a car key, for example, we want you to be able to walk up to your car, get in your car, start your car, drive away without even thinking about it because you're wearing your Apple Watch. Mm. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, to, to, to be fair, I don't find it that much of an inconvenience to reach into my pocket, find my car key and just press a button. No, nor do I. I'll be <laughs> fair. No, I don't. <laughs> In and fact, when I, yeah, when I get in the car, I just put my foot on the brake and press the start button. And once again, that's not mm. too much of an inconvenience. Not too much of an effort, is it? I have to admit. Actually, <laughs> no, bizarrely, bizarrely, when um, when my car was in the garage for a repair, and I think I told this yeah. story as well, they gave me another mm. car, you know, a curtsy car. Mm. And it yeah. had a, it had a, you know, hands-free key. Now, with my key in my current car, I take my key out of my pocket, press the button to open the door, get in. I put it in the slot in the dash. There's a little hole. You put it in the hole okay, in the yeah. dash. Yeah. And then, you you know, like you say, you know, put your foot on the brake, press the start key, and away you go. Um, but this one didn't have a slot in the dash. You didn't actually technically need to take the key out of your pocket because I kept taking no, the key I, out. I don't. I'm mine. Yeah. Right, but it had keyless entry, so <laughs> you've got to have the key. Yeah. You can just leave the key in your pocket. Yeah. But by habit, I would yeah. take the key out, and then right. yeah. I'd get in the car, realise there's no hole for the key, no. at which point... And then you, 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 you're sitting there with the key in your hand. I'm already sat down, so it's very difficult to put the key back in your pocket because the seat belt's across yeah. your pocket, isn't it? So yeah, I would yeah. then throw it in the centre console yeah. and then have to make sure that I remembered to yeah. pick it up to get anyway. So that I didn't actually find that a great step forward. Yeah, um, yeah being able to do mm. it just because you've got your watch on, fine. I suppose I could live with that, but there we go. It's yeah. all yeah. it's all uh, how these things are moving, aren't they? Um, Was has said Microsoft might be more creative than Apple, according to CNET. But then again, apparently, um, Woz has been worrying about all sorts of things. Um, in an interview with TechCrunch affable, rabid soccer fan, Spurs is his team. There you go. You'll like him then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like I like him already. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Keane, Woz was very open to the idea that Redmond might have been spending some time lately trying to create more WoW products than Apple. Uh Woz was not mm. particularly moved by Surface than the idea that Microsoft was working on technology that made simultaneous translations a lot more colloquial than Google managers. They're making strides in voice mm. recognition, recognition, and I fear that Microsoft may have been sitting in their labs trying to innovate. That's a strange comment, isn't it? Um, mm. Apple was just used to cranking out the newest iPhone and feeling... Be mm. falling a little behind, and this worries me. Mm. But then was as when what of worrying, he worried that Microsoft's phone interfaces were pretty, and the company might have reincarnated Steve Jobs. Was has mm. been a bit of cricket critic of Siri. Well, haven't a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, um, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, I, I, I think you know. Hopefully, I, this I think, uh, um, version. Apple... Yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think it's um if um. 
I can see one area where Apple seem to be falling behind the competition is Siri. It's still quite limited. I mean, it's come on leaps and bounds, but really, you know, it's still, um, you can't, uh, it doesn't understand or doesn't understand very well a, a compound sentence, for example. You can't ask it to do something and then do something else. This um, is apparently coming, about, of course. This is, they've told yeah. us this should be coming, uh, you know, and we all agree it's about time. They're dropping the yeah. hey word, thankfully. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well I, and they still have because, you know, I can speak to my uh, watch now without saying hey, Siri. But, mm. um, and in fact, if I'm, if I reach my arms up for a stretch and I'm talking in the office, then Siri often butts in. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Oh look, it's done it again. Done it again. Well, you did. You did say the word. You did say the word. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So yeah, um, I I yeah, think that I don't know what I'm, Steve. I'm just think. waiting for them to buy Chat GBT or something. Um, well, they're going to do something like that, I suspect, but probably yeah. something a bit more. Um, I should think so. On device, because you know Apple don't like exposing yeah. what you tell them. To, no, that's right. Yeah. To the yes. to the web. Yeah, and that's and that's and that's one of the reasons why we use them. Yeah, and it's also one of the reasons, probably, why it's not quite as powerful as it could be, because they don't like sending mm. stuff out, you know, to other servers. Um, mm. What's your thought on that, Steve? Because obviously, I know you experiment obviously much more with yeah. Android, and so that means you know you probably have more dealings with the A Lady and mm. Bix- Bixby and such like. Yeah, um, to be honest, I haven't got much experience with Bixby yet. I've only just recently started playing with it. Funny enough, I use the Google Assistant quite a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Had the Alexas in the past. I just not a fan of them. Um, but yeah, like every yes, I think Siri is definitely falling behind. Um, but if they can get the AA or machine learning, whatever they want to call it, if they can get that going, I think they can obviously overtake. But I remember reading somewhere they said that every time they make a change to Siri, they got to basically rebuild it from scratch or something. So, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think mm. I think one of the things that Apple don't make much out of, for probably perfectly good PR reasons, but Siri was one of the first digital assistants out there. Mm. And they've been building on a fairly old code base, you know, and they keep adding improvements and this and that. But they kind of implied at WWDC that the new Siri has been completely re-engineered using, you know, a whole new subsystem. And they're still relying on the neural engine in their, you know, newer chips to do a lot of stuff on your device. Because, of course, you know, they're very... And there is a price to pay for doing everything on device, isn't there? It means you can't reach out to the bigger, wider models, but it does mean more security. It's the endless thing, convenience versus security. They want to keep your stuff private, which means they want to do your stuff on device, which means, you know, the models that they can install are more limited. But I thought the subtext when they were talking about Siri was very much that it was a completely rebuilt Siri and it will understand Mm. compound sentences, it will understand run-on commands because one of the things that frustrates me is I will will say, say something, you have to wait for the bing bong a lot of the time, you then say something and then you try to add another command and it goes bing and you're like, okay, okay, could you... You know, wake up again yeah. and now do this. Yeah. Now they have added some <laughs> run on commands. They added them a few years ago, but it's still nowhere near as good as um, 
you know, the echo for that. I've not got any Google devices, so I can't comment on how they work. And I don't have any Bixby devices. Although, as I said last week, uh, my friend and I were playing around doing stupid, asking the assistants weird, wonderful things um, and found some quite amusing things that you do. And I, I think the truth is there is no definitive list of what you can do. You just have to ask it to do things and sometimes it will and sometimes it won't. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, you know, that's true. I found that, you know, by asking Siri to turn on the torch, it worked. Um, which for me is great. When I turn out the lights in my living room and want to go to bed mm. and I put my phone down, I've realised mm. now I can just go, oi, turn on the torch. A, then I can see where my phone is and make my way, ah. to, make my way to bed. Oh, I'm going to try that. Yeah. Yeah. Just go, oi, S, turn on the torch and it will it will do so. Because in my room, right, the if I usually I don't have the main light on. At night, I have a side light on. So I turn that off yeah. manually. Then I'm in the dark. So, you know, right. I'm in the pitch black. <laughs> so that's actually quite, I found that to be quite useful. Now I can go, oi, turn on the torch and I can see where my phone is, pick my phone up, make my way to the bedroom without turning on any uh, any more um, lights. Um, oh, what was the other hmm. thing? Apparently, yeah, I'm going to give that a go. That's actually, that's actually very useful. One of them all. Yeah. And I've, yeah, go on, Steve. I would say, well, that's only, only the last few years they've added that in because I can remember uh, the first time they put the Google Assistant app on iOS. I can remember trying it out and Siri couldn't turn the the torch on on the iPhone. If right. you use the Google Assistant on the iPhone, it, it could do it. And I found that was quite strange. Yeah. So it's, it's only in the last few years they've added that feature, but it's definitely a handy feature to have. I mean, but I didn't know. I was literally just randomly asking it to do things. Just taught me that. It just there is no kind of you know book of commands. There just isn't. Um, going back to was what have we got here. Um, I don't believe Steve Jobs had to be as much as a bastard put people <laughs> down and make them feel to me. Um, yeah. Tim Cook appears to be yeah. make steps to make Apple a more civilized place by reportedly giving employees two weeks to work on their own projects. I guess that's per annum. But um, there we go. Mm. That's just was. Was is a <coughs> was is was. I'll be honest. Yeah. Sometimes he says things I think make sense. Other times I think you what? What have you been smoking? Uh, there we do. <laughs> um, apparently, nine to five Mac have you can use your iPad Pro in a clamshell mode, sort of with iPad OS seventeen. Um, I don't have an iPad, so that's if not you know. I don't know. Um, <coughs> yeah, that's kind of interesting. Before you start spamming the comments, this is not yeah. a true clamshell mode. A true clamshell mode yeah. kills the screen of the host computer and moves everything to the external monitor. This will not do this, yeah. but this workaround will allow you to close your iPad Pro, connect a Bluetooth keyboard and mouse, and still be able to use Stage Manor on an external display. Okay, so that's on mm. uh, 9 to 5 Mac, if you're interested in that one. Um, again, they're talking about iOS 17. You've got to remember, anything on iOS 17 is still in early beta. Yeah. Could improve mm. or get removed altogether, you know. Can't count on these things. Sometimes they pull features they're not happy with. 9 to 5 Mac also have Apple Vision Pro top strap helps with headset weight <laughs> but apple might not include it in the box um of course they won't of course not no do you, do you know 
You've just paid three and a half grand for this headset. Grand would you like to pay another $99 yeah. for, a, for a top strap to help take the weight? Yeah, That's okay. Uh, would you yeah, like some yeah. wheels for yeah, that? That's, uh, uh, you know, another $8. Yeah, quite. Yeah. I, I think Apple are very much of the opinion that if you can afford to pay $3,500 for something, then you can pay for an extra $99 to add a another strap. to it. Yeah, I'm afraid so. <laughs> yeah. Much as I yeah. love love Apple, you know, I love their kit, I love their stuff, but yeah, I don't like their effectively, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, once upon a time, when you bought a, you know, a laptop, you got a, a charger with a cable, yeah. you know, Very us- usually MagSafe. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. At yeah. one time, you used to get a bloody remote control as well. Um. Mm. Set of headphones, maybe whatever. Yeah. Um. But you would get the charger with a wall plug and also an extension cable. Several years ago, yeah. they stopped that. If you want the extension cable, you now have to pay another twenty quid or something. Yeah, twenty five dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? Those of us who've had Macs for years and years and years have got hundreds of those bloody cables. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was going to say, yes, I've, I've got several here. In fact, I've just sold several Apple uh, cables to CEX for about 30 quid. Yeah, I mean, you can so, use, yeah. to be honest, you can use any standard, you know, figure eight, three amp yeah. radio plug, but it's not neat and tidy, is it? You end up with a black figure eight cable from your radio yeah. or stereo or something going into your nice white block. Um so they used to make a nice, you know, snug clipping thing that completed the blot, and it was all lovely. Um, but they stopped doing that years ago. So those of us who've still got them have never sold them on. Whenever we sell them, it's like here's the, you know, there's yeah. the duckhead plug that goes in with it, and I'm keeping the, I'm keeping, yeah. the, I'm keeping the extension cable. <laughs> and now I don't regret it. Now I don't feel mean because I've got plenty of them, and you don't get one for free anymore. But yeah. I've I've yeah. never been a fan of that. I really haven't. Uh, that's kind of you. You know, we all know we pay a premium for Apple stuff. So when they start cheapskating you, it's um, it's not a nice feeling. What about you, Steve? Um, I think it's obviously they're going to make as much money as they can. But yeah, I I've got cables everywhere, and I've got boxes full. My wife keeps saying I need to chuck them out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I never seem to get around to doing it. No, don't we all? We we hoard them all up, mate. It's all we suffer yeah. from the you never know when I'm going to need it syndrome. Yes, that's right. That's yeah, and I definitely got caught yeah, out. Definitely, I, I definitely got caught out because this this is a funny story. My brother emailed me about a week ago and said, "Sai, have you got any three and a half inch floppy disks?" <laughs> And I said to him, yeah, really. And I said, why? And he says, oh, bloke at our computer club wants to restore an Atari 1200 or a, no, I don't know, an Atari or an Acorn or something, Amiga. I I can't remember. Amiga. Amiga 1200, I think. And he's desperately looking for working floppy disks that he can, you know, download the OS and stuff on. Because it's all now open source. You can get it. Right, and it's not a problem. So he's trying to restore this old computer, and he can't find any floppy disks to actually write the stuff onto. Yeah. And I said to him, "You're a year too late, Tim." 
<laughs> and he said, what do you mean? I said, well, I moved house last summer, didn't I? And I cleared out all the sheds. Do you know how many boxes of floppy disks and drives and <laughs> old, you know, like really old yeah. computer cables? I yeah. said, I'd got scuzzy cables. I'd got yeah. all sorts of weird, you know, uh, PC internal scuzzy to external big fat scuzzy. I'd got. I said, it all went in the skip, mate. I moved house. And he typed back and went, ah, hmm. oh, bugger. Forgot you'd moved house. <laughs> <laughs> and li like, literally, I thought, yeah, yeah, I do remember. I dug out, you know, one of them plastic trucks that you buy, you know, mm. sort of buy mm. seven and a half litre plastic boxes that you store mm. stuff in. And I dug one out of the shed and it was full of floppy disks. Now, I'm not saying any of this, most of them would have been a lot of cot, but there was probably... It was probably half full of floppy disks. Some were in boxes. Some were obviously had software on, you know, it's things like Claris Works yeah. 2 and Lord knows what, all this <laughs> stuff I got from donkeys yeah. ago. But, of course, I just threw them all in the skit. And now I'm like, yeah, well, I might find one if you're lucky. And he's like, I could have given you a box full of them a, w a year ago. And the bloke, so you know, he's grubbing round for some three and a half inch floppies so he can format them and actually write software on to install on the computer that he's redoing. And the other one that bit me on the bum for the same reason is my wife picked up a, a little karaoke party machine, right? Just a yeah. it's like the size of a DVD, a small mm. DVD player, right? Modern DVD player, you know, sort yeah. of a, as big as a laptop, if that. And it uh, came with, I don't know, there's like 20 CDs of popular karaoke music and two microphones. And the woman said to her, I don't have the cable to plug it into the telly. So I thought, oh, right, what do we need here? RCA to RCA, probably. You know, red, white, yellow. Yeah. So I thought, right, I had loads of those. And I knew I threw most of them in the skit, right? I did. I, was I must have thrown a dozen of them in the skit when I was moving house. But for mm -hmm. like everything, I'm pretty sure I I, sh I kept one. I'm pretty sure I kept one because like everything like that, as a true geek, you never throw away the last one, do you? But can no. I find it? No, no. I cannot find it. <laughs> I can I cannot find it anywhere. So anyway, I went on Amazon yeah. and um, I figured out actually rather than an RCA to RCA cable, which would have cost me about four quid, the better option was I bought an RCA to HDMI kit mm -hmm. which has got um uh what is it dca you know a digital to analog converter box in the middle oh yeah so yeah you yeah you, you plug the rca cables in the back of this toy town karaoke machine and then you can stick it in hdmi um but you have to be careful buying those i found because they only work in one option there's hdmi to rca or there's RCA to HDMI. Okay. They, yeah, they are, they're usually only one way. I think there are some that are dual way, but they cost way, way, way more money. So yeah. anyway, I, I found one, which was... And the other one you've got to watch for is make sure you've got the right plugs, because some of the ones I saw had got the wrong RCA plugs on, if right. you know what I mean. They want you to plug the mail cable into them, yeah. out of something else, yeah. so yeah. out of your... So I needed one with, with the mail plugs that would plug into the back of this Toy Town karaoke machine. I ended up oh. finding, well, I found one, it was about £13. So mm. not not silly money. But I, I realised quite early on as I was clicking through them, I've got to be very careful about this because some of them don't come with the cables. 
which means, yeah. oh, you know, oh, I'm going to have to go and shell out another four, five, six quid for a cable and this. So I found one, some no brand thing. So it's it was like RCA that would plug into the back of the Toy Town karaoke to some kind of digital converter box with an HDMI out and then um, a USB A. So you plug the HDMI and the USB A into the back of the telly to power it. And then my wife was like, does it not working? It's not working. So I come back home and I said, what's the matter? It's not working. I said, well, have you put a, a CD in it and press play? No. I said, well, because it's got no signal. <laughs> it's got no output. Yeah. I said, because it's got no output, you're not playing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Because you got so used to things like Apple TV and Roku boxes, which obviously, yeah. even if you're not playing anything, they're outputting something, they're outputting the home screen. So I just grabbed a CD, slapped it in there, pressed play, and of course immediately it came up and was like, would you want, you know, do you want to sing along with Queen? We will rock you, you know. Like, All right, that's it, it's working. But for anybody who's interested, RCA to HDMI for things like that, there's about 13 quid on Amazon. But be careful, as I say, because HDMI to RCA and RCA to HDMI are not the same. Um, So read the descriptions carefully. Most of them are only in one direction. Usually the descriptions will make that perfectly clear if you read them carefully. And I believe if you move up to the higher price brackets, there are some that are bi-directional. But most of the cheap ones are one direction only, you know, analog to digital or digital to analog only. There we go. Um, Okay, the second one related to the other one is, report says Apple Pro top strap helps headset weight but might not be included in the box. Also from 9 to 5 Mac. And then I've got Mac 2, uh, uh, Mac iOS 17 Beta 2 from Mac Rumors, which is everything new in the new beta. Um, update screen, app tips, location settings, messages check-in, music app, standby, music widgets, and more features. So, there you go. Um, if you're interested in following what might be coming, those are worth reading. Um, mm. Always bear in mind, of course, that Apple can and have, in the past, pulled features from betas because they're not happy with their performance one way or another. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, on the whole, if you don't want to try the betas, but you want to know what might be coming, by all means, have a look at that stuff. But And if you want to get into the public betas later, and you're brave enough, do that. But please, please, I'm pretty sure everybody who listens to this show knows this, do not install, bait, uh, you know, developer betas on anything that you actually use. I mean... I go out there and install public betas on things I do use every day, and that's um, that's risky enough, I'll be honest. Right. Um, right, I'm going to mention this in technology um, because uh, my daughter phoned me the other day, right, and she's got um, an iPhone 11 Max Pro, which yeah. is, what, three, three years old now, coming up for four years old? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah I've um, got an iPhone 11 Pro. How's your battery holding up? Oh, fine, yeah, it's at 98%. Oh, right, okay, hers... Um, yeah, it's, um, it's great. Yeah, okay, that's good. Right, obviously, you know, my daughter's a, you know, 18-year-old girl. She's had it for mm. three and a half years. Um, as you can imagine, I suspect she's on it eight hours a day, yeah. you know, 
streaming, yeah. YouTube and everything else and Snapchat and Lord knows what. So, you know, um, I suspect she's a heavier user than you are, Pete. Um, yeah. She said oh. that the battery health on her phone mm. was no longer acceptable. And I think she said the battery health monitor said 85%. Okay. Yeah. Now... Battery health monitors are all very well, and they do tell you, you know, how far things go. The weird thing is that, in my experience, once a battery gets below about 85%, certainly if it drops to 80%, mm. it's no longer really oh, useful. It's behaving. Yeah. 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 You know, it will turn off. It won't hold a charge. Yeah. You, it won't last all day. Yeah. And you would think, yeah. if I bought this thing and at 100% it would do, I don't know, let's say 10 hours, you would think at 80% it would do 8 hours. But that's not how yeah, it, it works. it doesn't work that way, unfortunately. No, yeah. it's a kind of logarithmic downslide. And when a mm. battery gets to sort of certainly less than 80 I mean, for a lot of people, they will tell you when it gets to 90%, it starts becoming problematic. Anyway, this is, by the way, the, the problem is, she says... That she, you know, she admits she's a heavy user of her phone, and um, she was wondering what to do about it. So I said to her, "Well, I should just replace the battery." Are you happy with the phone in general? It's like, mm-hmm. yes. She says, mm-hmm. "Oh, I was. I, I could think about buying a slightly newer phone, refurbished." So I had a look for her, and I said, "Well, mm. a twelve are going to cost you probably three to four hundred quid. A thirteen Four to five hundred pounds, maybe, maybe a bit more. So I said, um, she said, I said, well, you could just replace the battery. Well, I don't want to send it to Apple. I can't be without my phone for three or four days. So I said, you do know that there's a company called Armaphone who operate out of supermarkets. I don't know if you're familiar with them, Pete. Are you familiar with them? Uh, no, I'm not. I must admit, I've okay. I've recently had a repair done on my iPad Pro, and I took it to a third-party shop in uh, Haverhill, okay. which, were, which got recommended to me. So, well, that's good. I, I guess I guess I would go back to them if I wanted yep. to change a battery. There's nothing wrong with that, uh, Steve. What about you? No, I've never heard of them at all. Okay, well, um, Armaphone certainly around this area, they're they're quite big. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I believe they're UK wide. And they mm. tend to operate out of um, supermarkets, yeah? Sainsbury's, oh, yeah. Asda's, Tesco's, yeah. where they take up concession stalls. Um, and I've seen their stuff around, and I did a quick search, and they come up, they got like the five-star Trust Pilot review. Um, mm. And uh, so I said to, I said to you know, my daughter, well, I'll, I'll, I'll contact them. So I contacted them like on the web and just said, okay iPhone 11 Pro Max, you know, duff battery, needs a battery replacement. Um, and they said, right, we'll, we'll con- you know, you fill in your email and your phone number and we'll contact you. So I thought, okay, mm. so I left that. About an hour later, I got a phone call saying, um, you know, is that Simon? Yeah, okay. 11 Pro Max, yeah. Is it your phone? No, it's my daughter's phone. Okay. What's wrong with it? Battery shock. I said, okay, we can do that for you. Um, you can book a free um, come-to-your-home appointment where we'll send a technician with the bits required, yeah, in a van with all the all the workshop 
required in the back of the van and he'll come to your house and fix it for you. Or you can just choose to do a walk-in at the store. So I said, okay, um, how much will it be? He goes for an 11 Pro Max, uh, a full battery replacement with a 12-month warranty is $69.99. And if you, if you, you if you choose to come to the store... It's a walk-in appointment, no appointment required, um, and the change, yeah. you know, the change time is one to two hours, depending right. on how busy we are. So come in, you drop your phone off, go have a cup of coffee, come back, you know, we'll send you a text. Your phone is done. You come in, you pay the money. Right, fine. Um, yeah. Although, of course, you won't be getting the text because they've got your phone. So. Yeah. No, no, because you'll give them. I'll give them. I'll give them another number, obviously. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do, yeah, just, yeah, give yeah. us a number we can text to tell you it's done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. They it, are... it looked. Um, it looked good. I particularly like the uh, the mobile repair. Where they come to your work or yes, your home? They will come out to, and there's no ex- there. yeah, yeah. no extra charge. Amazingly. No extra charge to come to you. Um, Apparently, you can book them to come to you for no extra charge. Um, And then even often offer, um, with terms and conditions attached, of course, but they even offer a a four-month payment plan where basically Mm. you get the the repair done, you tell them your, Mm. um, you know, your bank card details, and after 30 days, they charge you one-third and then you know, and at uh, uh, day sixties they charge you know day sixty they charge you another mm. third, and uh, day ninety they charge yeah. charge you another third, and um, there's no a no no charge for that either apparently, and no credit check required. Wow, it's, yeah, um, looks looks pretty good. Yeah, uh, my daughter yeah. has said, um, you know, my daughter has said I will probably no if I give you ten quid, Dad, will you run me in whips? Which we'll go in there, have a cup of coffee while I do it, and mm. then pick it up. Um, mm. apparently when the guy phoned me back, he said, if you want to go to Norwich, they're doing it. Yeah. They've got a half right this month or whatever. They've got a half price offer. They'll do it for 35 quid rather than mm. 70 quid. But yeah. I worked out that if I was to drive to Norwich and part and then come back, it would actually probably use up the, make up the difference. So as it's that much mm. further than going to Ipswich, yeah. probably wasn't worth the yeah. bother. But it was not, you know, at least he offered it to me. I'll be fair. Yeah. You know, he could have said, oh, yeah, come to Ipswich and it'll be 70 quid. But he went, oh, well, you know, if you're near enough to Norwich, they've got a half-price deal on this month for some reason. And he said, don't ask me why, but if you can get to Norwich and it won't cost you more money, we'll do it for 35 quid. So there you go. I've put that link in. I don't know how widespread they are, but they are a UK company. So if you're in the UK, and they they have um, centres in basically in big supermarkets. Yeah, and I think um, I'm on their website. They're in Ipswich, Colchester, Norwich, and Chelmsford. All right. So maybe they're a uh, maybe they're a east of England. I think yeah, it looks that way. Yeah. Okay, so they're they're uh, East Anglia based thing. All right. Well, that's a pity. They're not yeah. bigger, but um, yeah, yeah, their stick is basically you know got a problem with your phone or your tablet or whatever. You know, when you're on your way to Sainsbury's or Asda or Tesco's, you know, drop in, give us your device, tell us what the problem is. Mm. We'll tell you how much it's going to cost you to fix it. Go off, do shopping, have a cup of coffee, come back, pick up your device, go home, be happy. So um. I shall report on that, obviously, because my daughter is uh, keen to get her battery replaced there for a reasonable price. And um, 
we'll see how that goes. Uh, right, let's move on. Uh, Apple insecurity and privacy. Apple has fixed uh, zero days used to deploy the triangulation software via iMessage. This was on bleeping computer. Um, I read about this earlier in the week. Um, this is not the same as the one Microsoft um, told Apple about, which was migraine. Um, um, various security flaws yeah, I... have, have been reported, and uh, I think everybody probably will have seen that Apple released a huge slew of security updates, and uh, I think in the Slack room, I said, well, no, maybe it wasn't the Slack room, that um, they have supported all devices from the Watch 3, uh, iPhones 6S and above, and all Macs that run, I um, can't remember now, Monterey or something above. It doesn't matter. It's obviously serious because they released a huge slew of updates, security updates, and they went back a good couple of OSs to support it. Um, so if you if you've seen any, uh, you know, or haven't checked if your devices need an update, do it. Watches, phones, Macs, iPads, anything. There's uh whatever it was, whatever zero day it was, was considered important enough that they Apple were prepared to fix it on uh you know Watch OS eight uh. Mac OS 15, um, everywhere. So, yeah. Which is, you know, good for them. It's good. Yeah, it's good that they go that far back, to be honest, because a lot of companies wouldn't do that, would they? No. I mean, according to the report, um, the flaw probably only exists in Watch OS 8, um, the previous version, uh, no, so uh, iOS 15 and uh, wherever wherever we are on Mac, the previous version of the Mac OS. But they issued a security patch across Watch OS 8, uh, iOS 15, uh, the previous version of Mac OS, because I've lost track of where the bloody hell we are, and yeah. also across all the new, the current operating systems, even though they believed that was already secure, they issued the same patch. Um, and I sent that out to like pretty much everybody I know going if you get an uh, you know if you get an update especially if you're running an older OS because you've got an older device or whatever this is important apply this patch like right now um yeah I do applaud Apple for that they continue to support devices for like five sometimes six years um which is good you know um add, add, you know what's your thought on that Steve well, yeah, my wife actually got the update for her Series 3, and the first thing she said to me was, I thought you said I wouldn't get an update, and I said, well, no, but this is a security update, so make sure you install it straight away, and that was before we even knew what the update was. Mm. Um, but like I say, I've got several different devices over the years, and Apple's the ones that just keep updating security-wise, the older devices the longest. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, as my kids have a lot of my old devices... And some of them won't update to the newest OSs. I'm always pleased to see when Apple will say, "Okay, if you're running this old, you know, you're running one OS or even two OSs back, you know, we found a major zero day flaw 
and here's a security pack. Um, yeah. And I really do applaud them for that, which is what keeps people, you know, keeping their old kit going for seven, ten years. Exactly. Yeah. My daughter's got iPhone 8, and I, I know that even though it's not going to get iOS 17, if there's a security vulnerability like this, then the likelihood that Apple's going to update. Oh, yeah. They will, they, will, they will cover it, yes. You know, they're covering, yeah. you know, they usually cover a... a in something serious, they often cover two OSs back, which, you know, sometimes means they're covering things as far back as a 6S. And in this case, they literally are. 15.7 is a yeah. 6S. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that's very, very good. Um, Proton Pass Review. Uh, the pros, cons and features, rating and pricing. This is on Tech Radar. Um, I've mentioned this before, I think, but Proton... Our friends at Proton, yeah. who do Proton Mail, Secure Mail, Proton Calendar, a secure calendar, Proton Drive, you know, uh, a, a, an encrypted drive. Um, <clears throat> they've been running a beta of a thing called Proton uh, Pass, which is Password Manager. Um, I haven't read all of this because it's a moderately long review. Um, pricing is still not certain because, uh, bizarrely, right, bizarrely, they sent me an invitation to the beta, and then when I tried to inst- uh, install it through TestFlight, it said you're not um, you're not eligible. So I, oh, I, I yeah, so I spoke to um, their tech support and said it showed up in my Proton beta, like you know installs. So I installed it, and then it said you're not eligible. And they said, well, currently it's only available for I think it was Ultimate Lifetime and Visionary users, right? Right. And I said, okay, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I just don't understand why, if I'm not eligible to use it, it turned up in my in my beta feed. And they kind of wrote back and went... And, and to be honest, they were very prompt. It only took them about 12 hours to get back to me. And they said, oh, we're very sorry. I don't really know why you've received a beta invite if you're not um, eligible. But yeah. they go, no, well, you know, we might... We might... <coughs> near the end of the beta, roll it out to other paid users. And then they were like, you know, thank you for contacting us and blah, blah, blah. And I just said, yeah, I just, I was just a, a little confused that it showed up in my test flight as a as a test flight, you know, as a, a Proton beta, but then told me I couldn't use it. And they're like, thank you for contacting us, but yeah, you're not eligible. But we'll also look into why you got offered it if you're not eligible. But anyway, yeah, yeah. they're doing um they're doing a password manager. Um, this is a review, obviously by somebody who's had access to the beta. Um, I'd be very interested, but of course it depends on the um on the pricing. Um, as their pros say, huge security and privacy uh credentials. Proton is known for its ease of use. Uh, pricing should be affordable. Cons. Lacks the name of some of his bigger rivals. This is changing. Proton, on the whole, can be slightly costly. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, Proton isn't the pro- cheapest service. Um, although, of course, they did introduce a family plan, which um, made it a hell of a lot cheaper if you've got more than one person using it. Um, okay. I do I do like Proton, you know. Yeah, I use the free service for the emails, but yeah. Well, I, I pay for the email, even though actually I could probably get by on the free one. Um, yeah. I use their paid VPN for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't use it now because I'm not sure I really need to use it. And when I do want to use it, all right, I have to route myself through the Netherlands. There are no free servers in the UK. Um, 
Right. They have three free servers you can use if you're a um, you know a free user. Yeah. Um, and I think they're Netherlands, Japan, and US. But it doesn't matter, you know, if you want to, you know, if you want to use it. And there's no restrictions on using it. It's just that you have to connect to one of the free servers, which means you're yeah. limited to those three. Um, but I, you know, I'm a big fan of Proton, and they're very. For example, um, last week, I think I mentioned their uh, report on the British government's policy, privacy policy. Yeah. And Andy. Uh, I, pay, yeah, I, pay for a VP, I pay for a VPN uh, with private in- internet access. But to be honest, mm. you can share that among your users. But if you're getting that with Proton when you pay it anyway, it may be worth paying that a little bit extra just to Proton and having everything in with all with one company. So, mm. Well, Proton also have started, as they've got bigger, I'll be honest. They've started, you know, they started out as some blokes at CERN who wanted to create a more private internet for those who felt they wanted it. And yeah. it's grown. And now, for example, they've, you know, they've um, started to conglomerate. I mean, they stopped being called Proton Mail. They became Proton. They went from ProtonPM.me to Proton.me. Um, and they are kind of like doing a Google, if you like, in trying to group all their services together. And rather than saying, oh, well, it's so much for this and it's so much for that and so much for the other, it's like, well, you can have mail for this, you know, oh, it's about a five for a month for mail. But they've started going, well, you know, they've started working towards a more, a more kind of holistic view of you can have proton proton plus and like you know this is the base this is the free level this is the basic level this is a higher level and they 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 kind of grouping their services much more together so for example because i pay for mail there are certain other things i can get a slightly higher level than the free level you know what i mean they're gradually I think they're working towards becoming a Google-like service where you will you will pay for it, but that will say, right, you know, you pay X amount, you can get mail, calendar, drive, VPN, etc. You know, family grouping, password management, everything all grouped together, and it will be this much money a month, and you know your stuff is good. Which yeah. should, you know, I mean, obviously they bought up um, Simple Login, um, yeah. And simple login is still available, as Sun said. Simple login is still available for free directly from simple login. But most of the simple login features are being worked into paid Proton accounts at no extra cost. So email aliasing and, you know, login and all these other things are all being incorporated. So as a privacy service, they're growing. And I think it's it's a very good thing. Um and I'm a big yeah, fan. Definitely. I'm a big, big, big fan of them. Um, they're not the cheapest service. And, you know, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking uh, private internet access because, you know, Dougie, our um, forensic technology specialist, says that uh, that's his, you know, VPN of choice. So I don't think you've got a problem there. Right? No, no. Always beware of these very dodgy, super cheap, VPNs, they're often run out yeah. of places in China and whatnot, you know. If it sounds yeah. too good to be true, it probably is. 
Yeah, well, they were pushing, were they, on the, for YouTubers for a while, that v, Wii VPN, and that's shut down now. Um, and the rest, they'll be pretty much in, in the dust, really. So yeah, you've got to be very careful. But they were, again, they were super cheap, so you just got to you get what you pay for yeah. at the end of the day. And I'm glad to say that, you know, Proton VPN do offer a free service, and normally most reviewers will say, don't touch free VPNs with a barge pole. But often they're now saying, you know, except maybe tunnel bear or you know proton yeah and proton do limit your features you know they, they don't limit your um they don't limit many features they don't limit your bandwidth or whatever they don't I mean, no, just sorry they do limit your bandwidth slightly but for example they don't limit your data or whatever you got perfectly free access but you have to use one of the free servers and of course often the free servers are pretty busy yeah but there you go um and then to follow on from that, I have one from Tech Radar again, which is iCloud Keychain Review. Pros, cons, features, ratings, pricing, and more. Um, you know, simple to use, supports pass keys, handles 2FA, limited support for non-Apple platforms, could have a more dedicated dashboard, which all of which I agree with, to be honest. Um, yeah. iCloud Keychain really needs an app of its own and a much yeah, better one than the... I mean... The iCloud keychain app itself, it looks very dated. It's like a an old-fashioned database, isn't it? And it's um, yeah, it works. I rely on it a lot. Don't get me wrong; it's bloody brilliant. Um, fi- their final verdict was: uh, iCloud keychain has come a long way in recent years. While it lacks some of the interface you expect from a password manager, it's no longer short on features. It integrates seamlessly with the rest of Apple's offerings. Uh, if you value minimalism and simplicity, iCloud Keychain is a no-brainer and continues to get better. Um, I'll be honest, I use iCloud Keychain a huge amount and um, I don't have a problem with it. If you're deeply, deeply uh, you know, involved with lots of passwords and password sharing and all those things, then you know, it might not be the best option, but um, apparently password sharing is coming in iOS 17 as well. To make iCloud keychain even better, so there we go. Yeah, I think I think it is definitely in need of update because you currently got uh, you can share your Wi-Fi password with people if they connect to your Wi-Fi. So if they can do something like that with password sharing, I think that'll be a game changer. Yep. Well, apparently, you know, we've been told that password sharing from iCloud keychain is coming. Let's hope that that um, you know really delivers. Um. I don't have a problem with using iCloud Keychain and another password manager. I used to use LastPass until they got hacked. Um, yeah. I've tried Bitwarden. It's quite good, um, but I do find it a little annoying because every time it asks me to log in, I have to go and dig in my other password manager to dig out the key. Um yeah. So at the moment, I'm mostly relying on iCloud Keychain. And of course, the fact that Apple allow the fact that, you know, SMS messages with codes in uh, automatically displayed. You can tap on them and put those in. Um, they're adding email uh, support as well. That would be great. That would be really good. Because yeah. then you can say, send it to my email, which is more secure than having it sent to your um, text. Yeah. You know, by text. And you can then, apparently that will show up in the same way. And it was like, you know, via email, this is your text, this is your service. Um, There we are. And the last one I've got 
Apple Photos, six helpful tips for using uh, this app on the Mac or MacBook. This is from Slash Gear, and it's basically six tips you may or may not know about using iPhoto. Um, make professional quality edits, merge or delete duplicate uploads, uh, turn videos into GIFs, password protect an album, find your image metadata, and uh, use extensions to create books, cards, and more. Um, there you go. So, some hints and tips from Slash Gear in there if you're an Apple Photo editor. Yeah, there are some quite handy tips in there, in fairness. I've got to be fair. Oh, yeah. You know, it, you know, there are... The thing with the Mac and iOS is that there's usually six ways to do everything. And, yeah, um, yeah. you know... Uh, one thing a lot of people use all the time, for example, is Command-Tab to switch through apps. Yeah. Now, I've never used that in my life, but Command-Tab through apps is something lots of people do all the time. And, there's not, you know, it's a brilliant way to switch, not something I've ever used. Don't ask me why. I, You know, maybe I started using the Mac before that became a thing. I'd be quite possible. But it's not one that immediately springs to my mind. To jump between apps, but um, you know, there's six ways to do everything all the time, and it's just find yeah. the one that works for you. Yeah, I found Command and Tabbing. It was last summer, and I use it quite a lot if I'm flicking between two apps. Yeah, um, but I find if you've got a few apps open, then you you can get a bit too much. Then yeah, because then you've got this idea of trying to Command Tabbing or Command Shift Tabbing backwards and forwards, trying to find the thing. It's just quicker to tap it on the on the dock or yeah. whatever but you yeah. know you know as it's uses and I, I i'm not sure i think they might have stolen that from linux to be honest because most linuxes have a uh, control tab switcher yeah but everything steals from everything else and there's exactly. nothing wrong with that no. you're right pete he's had to go i think has he has he had to bail out yeah i think he's had to shoot yeah i think he said he's had to shoot out oh well, that's all right never mind never mind i didn't you know, i wasn't watching i wasn't watching the Ah, never mind. All right, he's had to leave. That's fair enough. Fair enough. I didn't. Uh, I didn't see his message. There you go. Right. Well, we will wrap it up now, then, Steve. Um, I'll tell you what. We'll do the wrap up, and this is where you get to tell everybody where they can find you. Right, thank you very much. You can find me at geekscorner.info, and all my links then to all my social media are all on there, and that hopefully will stay there even after Google serves the domains. <laughs> Jolly good. Um, right, well, you can find me and Steve and Pete and John Nemo and, uh, you know, Nick and all the rest of us in the Slack room. Just go into the show notes, click the link, and you will be invited directly in. You do not have to wait for an email back or a code or any other such thing. You will just simply be admitted. Uh, you can follow me, should you wish, on uh, Twitter or Mastodon as our at Serenak, and that's S-E-R-E-N-A-K. Uh, be warned, uh, a lot of my stuff's political and not really about tech at all. So um, be warned about that. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you to all the people who support the show. People send us money and beer and, you know, whatever. Pies, pasties, we don't care. Just just tell your friends to listen to this rubbish and uh, we'll be happy. So um, I think that's about it. So, uh, uh, yeah, Suffolk Pete, uh, 
Uh, he's a Spurs supporter. You might find him on Twitter as at Suffolk Pete, but you will definitely find him in the Slack group. Other than that, I think we'll just say goodbye and sign off until next week, when hopefully I will have Carolina and, with a bit of luck, I might also have Ellie Gamont. But that's to be confirmed. See you next week. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast. And I'd like to say if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show. Uh, Or even if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club podcast, the geekiest show ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Shots and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I've forgotten. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcast, and take a listen. Looking for a show that talks about Apple and Apple products? Then Geekiest Show Ever is for you. What about Amazon? Google. Geekiest Show Ever is for you. Mesh networks, distance learning, all kinds of technology, interviews. Yes, Geekiest Show Ever covers that too. I'm Elisa Paselli. And I'm Melissa Davis. Listen to the Geekiest Show Ever on the MyMac Podcasting Network in your favorite podcast player. Feedback, show ideas, and reviews, always welcome. Bye.